Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that. Uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful... Inter- oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone. Uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us... In shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify and um support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences every contribution no matter how small or how big makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated thank you for being an essential part of our journey with your support we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you our incredible listeners God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at C287. 
gph at gmail.com. Thank you again. You have a wonderful day. God bless. Yo, 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 what's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. What's popping? What's good? Uh, here, let me pull this microphone up real quick so that you can uh you can actually hear me. Um, I was just sitting here, uh hopping on the laptop. I was actually just going to pull up some stuff, just take a look, uh, pull up some stuff as far as the markets, just see what's going on. Uh, there's nothing, the market's not moving. It's Saturday, let me see, yeah, Saturday, November 25th, 2023. Uh, so the markets, uh, you know, they're not open or anything. I'm not sure about, uh, like, I want to talk about cryptocurrency and when I think that's, you know, 24-7. I'm not sure about certain markets in Forex. I believe... Uh, Forex is 24.5, but who knows? There there may be another market, uh, maybe overseas or something that's open. Uh, So I'm just doing some research, just, you know, um, essentially going to be, you know, just looking at random shit like regulations, random regulations, just to make sure, you know, I stay on top of my regulation shit, just in case um, I get any opportunities back in compliance, probably no further than an entry to mid-level position. But yo, um, want to say thank you to anybody and everybody who's decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. Uh, God bless. Um, and I hope that you're enjoying your holiday weekend and I hope you're having fun. Um, uh, you know, uh, if not, people say it could always be worse. I'm not sure. I feel bad for the worst guy, uh, or girl, woman, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> I don't think it can get worse than this, you know, but, um, yeah, just sitting here, was about to pull up the laptop. And as I was pulling up the laptop, um, my LinkedIn popped up and, uh, I was like, oh, okay, let me see. I put a post up of, uh, you know, support house of barf, whatnot. And, uh, I saw the link wasn't working. So, I uh, pulled up my, um, LinkedIn uh, and I tried to get that link to work correctly. Um, I was trying to use a different image. It was an image uh, that was provided for me from uh, Spotify, actually, uh, for reaching 500 spins. Uh, so I was like, oh, let me use this image Spotify gave me. This is pretty cool. I, I may go back in there and try to fix it, but I ended up just deleting the whole post and just um, uh, just reposting a previous uh, post again. Um, so, um, then while doing that, um, re reposting, I said, you know what? Um, I kind of fell off, uh, from reaching out to sponsors. Uh, it was something I was working on. Um, and then I just kind of fell off of it. Um, so, um, after I did the repost, um, then I went to marketing directors, uh, just kind of here. Let me see what, you know, I just typed in marketing directors. Um, let me see. Um, here, I'll try to use the microphone marketing directors for various companies. Uh, let me see, download a marketing ebook. Uh, so yeah, uh, top hundred marketing directors, 2022. Um, do you want to use our cookies? Not really. Um, you know, oh gosh, come on, let me get out of this. No, I don't want your cookies. Stop forcing your cookies on me. All right, gosh, accept. 
Damn. All right. So, uh, could it, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, they got various companies on here. So this is what happened earlier. Um, let me see. And then I just went ahead and typed in. Uh, let me see. Top best companies. I just typed in a regular company. So I just said uh, Comcast Xfinity. So I was able to find um, this this uh, woman uh, for. Let me see. Let me go back to it. Uh, da, 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 da. What was uh, her name? Uh, the director for. Uh, <clears throat> and seriously, here at House of Barf, seriously, um, it's it's not. You know, I'm just. Uh, it's just transparency. Um, just for anybody who may come across this, uh, and you know, say, man, you know, I'm thinking about starting, you know, a business, whatever. And um, I was talking to a couple of my buddies recently, associates, not really uh, buddies, but just, you know, associates. Um, and one was talking to me about IT. I forgot the other guy was talking to me about business. Uh, the IT guy was like, look, you know what I'm saying? He's an older dude, uh, but he's like, Yo, I've been in uh, IT for, you know, 20, 30 years. He's actually closer to retirement. And to think about it, the dude's only like 55. I mean, to be honest, like probably younger. He could be uh, between 50 and 55. And he's closing in on uh, retirement. He's really just doing it because he loves it, you know, um, uh, kind of like this uh, business accounting regulation finance for me, uh, redheaded stepchild economics. Um, um, but yeah, he was telling me, you know, when he got into IT, you know, 25 years ago, or whatever, um, he was like, yo, because I'd been telling him, I'm, I'm, I got to step my IT game up, my algorithm game up, you know, my quantum computing game up. I was doing really well for about a month. Oh, man, I got to get my books back out, my Excel books and whatnot. I was doing really well for about a month. And then I just kind of, I just kind of got consumed uh, with this trading because the trading, um, uh, and I, I'm losing eligibility because I, I fucked around and did too many day trades and something in one day. And they said, all right, you're like flagged. You're about to be out of our And it's so funny when I talked to one of the representatives, I mean, they laughed. They were like, man, like kind of like, man, respect. Yeah, I see you out there. Like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I was hoping that I'll be able to keep these day trades going. It's like, man, yeah, you're flagged, man. And I was calling about something else like, um, I was calling to make a withdrawal, but uh, I guess something my my the link wasn't working or something. So that's when I called. And he was like, "Hey, man, you know, you you've been flagged." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, as a pattern day trader." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I see, you know, because I get the account up sometimes to the eligibility levels, and then like I'm going through a lot of bullshit right now in my life, uh, personally, and um, uh, I you know I touch on it a lot. You know what I'm saying?" And I'll just have to make a withdrawal and it, you know, lowers me down. Then I try to get the account up and then, you know, I'm dodging bill collectors, you know, oh my gosh, man, these bill collectors are crazy and everything is just crazy. So, um, you know, at doing some bullshit, basically not paying a bill for a month and then having the opportunity, uh, to use that money, uh, to, uh, make trades, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then like the next month, try to catch up on those bills, you know what I'm saying? Because when I have the opportunity to go 30, 60, 90 days with just quietness, well, it's not really so quiet considering um, the bill collectors keep calling all the damn time. And, you know, this is one thing I'll say about the creditors off topic real quick. 
I tell everybody, stay in contact with your creditors. Stay in contact with them because the shit changes. Like there's like two sides of the spectrum. It's like when you're really good and they uh, they take advantage of you because you really don't keep up with them. Uh, your account has, you know, 40000 50000 $60,000 in the account. It's not nothing crazy. Basically, you're meeting the bare minimum for customer value, um, you know, valuation. But, hey, you're not calling them. They're not calling you. It's a great relationship. Then you got the person who's doing really well, you know, sixty thousand to two hundred fifty thousand dollars in whatever account. I would say approximately, and you're having more interactions with your with your creditors. Okay, with your creditors, and um, and y'all have a relationship now. It's kind of like okay, you can do this for me. I can do this for you. Blah 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 blah. Um. And then on the other end, you know, where you have an account that's like barely being paid off, you're in debt, they start calling with opportunities that they can do whatever they need to do to get you to pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so that's where I'm at with my creditors for a while. They were just kind of like, you know, you need to pay your bills, pay your bills, pay your bills, pay your bills. So then the news started coming out. I mean, I can I can barely hide it. Like I'm getting letters you know, from, uh, you know, random lawyers and whatnot. I'm getting letters from people uh, and it's the news is coming out. It's not like public, but, you know, the creditors are even getting hit to like, oh, wow, you're really going through a terrible time. And I'm like, yeah, mid thirties is undefeated. You know, (laughs) it's it's kicking ass. And they're like, yo, we're really sorry to hear this. Like, you know, what can we do to help you pay us? And I'm like, look, um, I've already done, uh, a, a restructuring. I've done this. I've done that. Um, I don't know if there's any much more that we can do. And they're just like, hey, we're going to send you some paperwork. You know what I'm saying? We'll try to get you, a, you another plan. You know, I'm like, all right, man, if you got another plan for broke, broke folk, then I uh, see if I qualify. And I've been qualifying for a bunch of shit. There's this one thing I'm not qualifying for because of some bullshit technicality. And we're just tooth and nail in this shit. And for me, I know it sounds corny, but I'm a man of principle. I don't care if I got to put up the extra money to fight this shit because it's not about what I technically did, bitch. It's about what you fucking did, you know, and I'm not speaking to anybody particularly. I'm speaking to a whole organization and they know what's going on, but we're going to keep fighting it tooth and nail. And it's okay because at the end of the day, it's not so much that I get the money. It's more so that now in public, people know that you're full of shit, but that's another note. Now, on the other end, talking to my buddy about IT and how I've been trying to work on getting into IT. Real quick, I just found one of my books, Business Mathematics. I want to take a look at it real quick. All right. See, this is stuff I need to get. I need to get these books back out so that I can start putting this stuff in an Excel sheet, you know, start developing the Excel sheet, and then hopefully it can go from there. Uh, it will be fun. Um, so basic uh, here, let me just. Basic uh, business mathematics. Um, let's see, payroll. Um, um, let me see, payroll. So you got your FICA, ta- FICA tax. And this isn't, uh, I'm just opening the book and I'm just a FICA tax, union dues, hospitals. So essentially, uh, they're taking all their, uh, I guess, bills and they're trying to, you know, figure out all the percentages of the payroll. Um 
uh, gross pay hours worked. Okay. Okay. Supplemented, uh, supplementary problems. Sarah Lick, Sarah Lick worked 32 and a half hours last week at an hourly rate of $6.20. Find her gross pay. I would imagine it would be $6.20 multiplied by 32 and a half hours. Uh, but let's find, let's find out. All right. Also find the gross pay of an employee who worked 22 and three fourths hours at an hourly rate of $6 and 70 cents. Rich hammers time card shows the following hours worked. Okay. And okay. Monday, he worked seven and a half. Tuesday, he worked eight and three fourths. Wednesday, he worked nine and three fourths. Thursday, he worked six. Friday. Okay. So, wow, this stuff is amazing. This is amazing stuff, man. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put this book back. Uh, average interest, total interest plus par value minus purchase price over the number of years to maturity. Oh, my gosh. What are we figuring out here? What is this? This is stocks and bonds. Oh, wow. I didn't even know this was in here. Market price equals annual interest over current yield. Is that what market price equals? What? Is market price annual interest over? What is this? What in the world? Wait. Oh, the annual interest on a thousand bond is therefore. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm putting this down. I, oh gosh, man. I wish, I wish I had more time and more energy. If I had a superpower, it would be unlimited energy. And I know people would say, "Well, just take an Adderall or something." It's like, no, no, I'm not taking a limitless pill. You know, <laughs> no. I just, you know, and I'm not going to drink a bunch of coffee and monster energy drinks or Red Bulls or whatever. It's like, yo, I'll just get some sleep, you know. Um, and that's even been hard these days. Um, what's the name? Uh, all right. Talking to my buddy, IT, and I've been telling him I'm trying to get into, you know, uh, algorithms, AI, quantum computing, because I don't know shit. I'm seriously, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to this shit. And I'm only 30, what, six going on 37. Um and I, I, I can't figure half this shit out sometimes, but it's all good because like even when it came to stuff like options, I was studying it only on and off for four years. Couldn't figure the shit out. And now I'm looking at the options and I'm like, oh, snap, this is basically what's going on. And now that's why I was logging into my computer because I want to you know look up various strategies and different things of how to approach uh, so that you can manage your risk uh your risk levels as well as maximize or optimize on your um, percent uh, gains and mitigate your capital losses. Don't think that it's just gain, 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 gain. Uh, it's also, uh, you know, you have losses, 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 losses as well. Um, and you just try to mitigate it. And, and, and you know, I, again, you know, I've stated this before. You hear anybody say guarantee, risk-free, you know, guaranteed play, I always typically say run away. You know, that is for me, that's a huge red flag. And it's not that I want to hear somebody say we're going to lose money. No, it's OK. So I can make a million, trillion, billion, quadrillion bucks. What what is the risk? <laughs> now, if they say the risk is just principle, I say for real. So if I put this principle up, my maximum loss is the principle. Yes. And we can go make a million, billion, trillion, quadrillion bucks. Okay. Well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. You know, and of course it would be, well, what's principal? Then that's when we'd have to consider, you know, is it, you know, 10 grand, 200,000, 2.5 million, you know what I'm saying? You know, and what's good for the goose, they would say it's good for the gander, but sometimes what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Meaning that some strategies 
that work for a, a portfolio or a initial principal investment amount of $10,000 is different. I mean, that's huge, you know, because I knew a couple of people uh, personally that were involved in what they call these advanced fee schemes, where essentially you have like a coworker at your job um, who um, has some pool that they're doing, some cryptocurrency investing or some something they got going on. Right. So they're using their money. They're showing you their portfolio. They're making three hundred thousand dollars you know, a month. And you look at it and you don't know shit about cryptocurrency. You don't know shit about stocks, bonds, whatever. Not you personally, but we don't, whatever. I'm just in the scenario. Um, and they gave them like two grand and the person brought back like four grand. And then they gave them like four grand and the person brought back like eight grand. Then they gave them like 10 grand and the person never came back. Um, and essentially what it is, is a, it's, a, it's some form, I don't quote me on this, but it's some form of like a Ponzi scheme where essentially uh, you know, you take an initial investment amount, you show people a bunch of profits and whatnot, and then you're basically robbing Peter to pay Paul. Uh, every every time a new investor comes in, you essentially tell them that they don't make enough money to be part of your team. And then they say, fuck you, asshole, bite me. And then you say, what do you mean by that? They say, well, I do got the money. All I have to do is sell my home. And then they go sell their home and they give you the money. And when they give you the money, then you pay off your investors or whoever who's calling you, you know, like, hey, ring, 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 bitch. I made $100,000 yesterday. Send me that. Can you can you liquidate my account? And you're like, hey, hey, Tom, we made $100,000. Come on. And at the same time, there's no trading. There's no there's no investment. There's no nothing. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a bubble. It's, you know, it's a house of cards. It's nothing. Um, So, yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot why I got on that. Oh, uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and even when you put ten grand into that, I mean, th- this is what I'm talking about: people's life savings. We're talking about somebody who, no offense, knows that that condo that they just bought is probably going to be the condo for the rest of their lives. Uh, the person that got is bumping their head against the glass ceiling. Uh, they're no offense. Let's just say they're like between thirty five and let's say 55 and um, they're moving up slightly in the company, but kind of been in the last position for the last seven, eight years also has never really picked up any trainings or whatnot other than the ones kind of provided by whatever their organization. So uh, this is kind of their, for lack of better words, their lottery ticket. You know, um, it's an easy way. They don't have to do any training. They don't have to go online and actually study what's going on. They can just give it to this person to invest what they're investing. Um, and they keep bringing the money back. So I'm going to give them 20 grand next time. And they're going to bring me back 40. Yeah, no, well, no, not technically, not exactly. Now, you want to do your research because there's probably a lot of organizations or small firms or whatever that run their organization that looks very Ponzi scheme like, and it's not. They just took a huge loss because they over um, they overbought on cryptocurrency or something, and cryptocurrency took a tank, and they don't have the time frame to re uh, make um, the dollars up. So right now, cryptocurrency is going up. If they had the time, they you, you could have just held, but. No, people want to withdraw. And then when one person withdraws, it's a domino effect. And then you got um, 
firms that need their money back because you borrowed money from it and then it just collapses. That's not the same thing. They just run their company borderline Ponzi scheme like uh, it's high risk, high reward, you know, uh, and then they got caught in the uh, in, in the downfall. But yeah, so this person puts up 10 grand. I mean, that's that's serious. You know what I'm saying? That's serious for them. So it's not so much about the dollar amount. It's the percentage of your net worth that this is costing you. So that's more so if the 10 grand is 100% of your net worth, you know what I'm saying? Well, I can't really see anybody 35 to 55 years old net worth 10 grand. Net worth 10 grand would be somebody like, no offense, like a 16-year-old to probably like a 25-year-old. Somebody who really is just still hasn't really opened a credit card. So let's just say net worth, like, like net worth is like, let's go like 50 grand. Let's, let's, let's go like 60 grand. So 10 grand, uh, what's 10 divided by 60? Was that one six? Let me see. 10 divided by 60. That's 17%, approximately 17%. So is it necessary to put 17% of your net worth in any one investment? Uh, I mean, I mean, like, if you're going to put 17% in one investment, then do it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't just hand that to somebody and just tell them to, like, do what they do. I mean, trust me, I'm pretty sure that, you know, you know, I like to touch base with my trap stars. If you can get out the trap, get out the trap. I don't support the trap. And I know that shit's going to probably get me hurt one day. Um, but, um, you have a business like mine, you can do anything you want to in this world. It may not seem like it, but you can, um, you can even go legal with pharmaceutical sales, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm pretty sure that there's some people in the trap that get that are civilian people who are civilians who give tens of thousands of dollars to the neighborhood, you know, um, <laughs> pusher man and, um, that's how they pay their bills. You know what I'm saying? Because the neighborhood man always brings it back. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some people that run it like that. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. if you're going to end up uh, putting 17% of your net worth into one any one investment, I would suggest just do it yourself. I mean, pay yourself 17 grand. Essentially, oh, that was the conversation oh, I was having with the other business, one of my other business buddies, not well, associate. Um, uh, uh, he just got out of like uh, a trade, like mechanic or welder or something, and he's going to school for business. And uh, we, I just had a brief conversation with him, man, and it was very brief, you know. Uh, but um, the first guy, the IT guy, he basically said, just treat anything you want to do like a baby. When that baby, you know, in the womb is doing his thing, but let's say the day is coming down the canal, you know what I'm saying? What is this baby thinking? He, him or her, or, or, you know, the baby is probably thinking, what is going on here? I'm in a whirlwind. I was just really just chilling. And now I am about to take on this journey. I don't know where it's taking me. It's coming down the canal. It comes out the, the, the womb, the whatever, the hole, whatever. And I'm pretty sure the first thing this baby is thinking is I need to breathe. Yeah, I need, you know, like I need to like that thing that I was doing or my mom was doing for me. Uh, I need to figure out how to do this on my own right now. And they're probably trying to seek the breath. 
And what I'm and, and what my buddy was using as his analogy of is that's what it's gonna be anytime you're doing something new. Anytime you're doing something new, you want to get into AI, quantum computing, anything. When I got in 25 years ago, it was slapping me. And the same thing would happen when I got into compliance. I wasn't from compliance. That wasn't my world. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, one time I worked in women's fashion. It wasn't my world. But you know what I did? I picked up a magazine, sat in the back during my lunch breaks, and I started studying women's fashion. Uh, I can't remember half the shit now, but I started learning more about the collars and the shoulders and whatever, the different dresses. Um, and you wonder, how did I get into women's fashion? All my buddies, they just laughed because they were like, yo, you are Ted Bundy, dog. You know, um, uh, and supposedly he was married to one of the most beautiful women. Uh, um, <laughs> didn't appreciate it, <laughs> but uh, the actress, I, I don't know her name. Uh, let me see. Uh, real quick. I mean, we're on a podcast. Why not? Let me see. Is this thing even recording? Let me see. I, oh, I've been talking for about 25 minutes. Uh, let me see. What was the name of the mother that played in Love and Marriage? Uh, her name was Patricia Hilly. Was that her name? Uh, da, 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 da. I think it was Patricia Hilly. Yeah, supposedly she was, like, gorgeous. Uh, I'm not even sure that was... Um, I'm not even sure if that's her name. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, no, 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 not this. No, Love and Marriage, the uh, television show. Let's see, Ted Bundy. Yeah, people would laugh. They'd be like, "Dude, you are Ted Bundy," because like <laughs> my job was exploiting me, man. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. Uh, they basically were like, um, "We need a man in men's fashion," and. Uh, Supposedly they even liked, it's crazy, man. Supposedly they even liked my voice. So they were like, yo, we need a man in men, women's fashion. And we kind of want a guy who has kind of a kind of a voice, you know? So uh, they even put my voice on the commercials. Not uh, not the, not, not like the uh, television commercials, the store advertisements, you know? Um, hey, I want to let you know that anybody that's standing next to a red sign is getting 50% off on all the goods, blah, 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 blah. We have sales on blue, 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 blue. And like, I would go in the back and record it, and then they would just play it throughout the day and whatnot. Uh, well, uh, her name is Katie Seagal. I wonder if any relation. What Did she play... Uh, did she, she played Peg Bundy. Yeah, supposedly she's like gorgeous. Um... But yeah, that was that's kind of crazy. But yeah, that's the reason I got into the job in uh, women's fashion. Um, but yeah, essentially, everything is going to be a whirlwind. You know what I'm saying? Um, it kind of even sounds like that uh, beginning of the uh, tr- uh, the track with Wale and Jerry Seinfeld, where he's like chucka 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 chucka. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, you can't be prepared uh, for for changes and new things. So that's what it's like when you jump into the world of algorithms and everything. So just take that, run with it, and then incorporate it with your investments. You know what I'm saying? And then, yo, you got this. Uh, just got to start off with the very basics. Like, for example, like a breath, like a baby. Go to Google and type in. Uh, let me see. How can I start quantum computing? Uh, uh, let me try something else. Quantum computing for idiots. Okay, 
So they actually do have a quantum computing for dummies by Bud E. Smith and Whirly. <laughs> what the hell? Who named these guys? Bud Smith and Whirly. You know, oh, who's Whirly? I, I need to see this guy. Whirly is the founder and CEO of Strange Works, a startup that makes the power of quantum. Here, I'll let you. This, it's not read aloud tool. I, I still haven't got that fixed. Um, is this the guy's face? Oh wow, this guy must be a genius. Who who knows? Uh, he's how many copies has he sold? Uh, let me see. Uh, it's only eighteen dollars. Uh, how many copies? I see at least nine. Those are nine people who gave it reviews, and they gave it a four point eight. Wow. Well, I hope my book to do so good. Uh, customers also bought Chris Bernhardt, Mikachu Kaku, uh, Bob Kaki, Stefano Gagisio, Peter Hollins, Luca Marson. So I guess check out those people as well. Um, yeah. So that was it. Uh, what, you know, just treat it like a baby. Start from the very beginning before you know it. You'll be able to communicate because essentially, like, I had to start from. I'm dead ass serious. I went to like YouTube and went to like coding for children, and it was really cool. Uh, and they really explained it. They're like, "Yo, this is just how to communicate with computers. This is computer language. It's like if you're trying to learn a new language, like Japanese or like Russian or whatever. This is this is communic language for a computer. So the computers basically speak." Three different languages, or essentially. I'm sure it speaks way more than, like, let me see. But the main, I'm serious. This is the YouTube video I'm watching. They're like, the main three languages that computers speak is something like Java, C++, and uh, SQL. I can't even remember what the other joint was. Uh, let me see. Um, how, let me see. How many languages do com uh, computers speak? There's almost nine here. Come on, can you just, where's my read aloud tool? Oh, gosh darn it. I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mankston's Kulamate Stand Adventure a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mankston's Coolamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mankston's Coolamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mankston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mankston sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston, Mankson, and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. 
Langston Mankson, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mankson learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges, with money, and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mankson set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mankson's Cool Amazed Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mankson's Cool Amazed Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors. It is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mankson, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mankson's Cool Amazed Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mankson's Cool Amazed Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and, and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances. I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mankson's Cool Amazed Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement, and I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, you can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's Chairman. Um, I got cut off. Uh, just bringing it back. So essentially, I was just looking at how many different languages can a computer speak. Let me see. How many different languages can a coding languages can a computer speak? Well, let me, I'm sorry, I asked that wrong. 
How many uh, coding languages can a computer speak? Okay, so there's approximately 9,000 different coding languages. Uh, let me see. Um, what are the top 10 coding languages? Okay, it's not reading it here. Let me see. What are the top 10 coding languages? Okay, it's not reading it. So there's approximately about 20 here. Here, I'll just read off a few. Uh, Python, C++, Perl, C, um, pound sign, Kotlin, Objective C, Lisp, Julia, Lua, Dart, MATLAB, TypeScript, Golang, uh, SQL, Ruby, Java, JavaScript, Swift, Rust, Scala, R, HTML, Assembly Language, PHP. So those are some of the top languages that computers speak. Uh, so yeah, just starting off from the uh, brink and then just going from there. Um, on another note, so that was a conversation I was having with, uh, uh, that's the algorithm buddy or the IT guy. Then I was having the, the other was with an associate um, about business and uh, he was leaving his field um, and he was getting the business. And I was just kind of like, look, whatever, without overstepping my boundaries, um, have, have you, have you, you know, just curious, have you ever sold anything? Have you ever started a business? And that's when we just kind of started discussing like, hey, you know, maybe beneficial, you know, I know you're about to spend tens of thousands of dollars, but actually he told me he was not spending tens of thousands of dollars because he's under the age of something like 26 or something. And his mother works at the university, so he'll be going to college for free. So he said he's actually going to go for multiple degrees. He's going to go for the business degree. Then he's going to go for something random like, I don't know, physiology and anatomy or something, whatever, because he can go to college as much as he wants for free. I said, gosh, you must feel good. You know, <laughs> um, but I was like, dude, I mean, you know, uh still at the end of the day i heard somebody say it might have been jerry seinfeld or whatever you don't go to college for comedy you know i'm saying you kind of don't go to not to an extent you know i mean of course anytime you're just like even with like it or whatever i may go to college for that i may just take a class in it because i don't know where to start i don't know where to begin you know so i'll go to college for it you know um so yeah in that sense if you're that way but he told you know this guy he knows business owners like i forgot he, uh i don't know if it was his stepdad or, or mom's friends i can't even remember um that recently just sold one of his businesses and i forgot what it was it's like a plumbing plumbing company or something i can't remember and um i was like dude i mean that right there is the source you know um so that's kind of where Barf comes in, where it's kind of like, that's where I'm sitting here. I know uh, it's a podcast, so I take the long, or this is just a conversation, whatever. I take the long way home, um, and I'm long-winded. Um, but um, essentially, that's just what Barf is, just essentially just breaking everything down to the bare minimum uh, and just going over everything that I'm doing, uh, just in case uh, anybody's ever able to... Um, I don't know. They don't, you know, I mean, because I think the information I'm providing, it would be substantial for, uh, I don't know, a teenager. Um, uh, hey, who's there? Get back here. But uh, yeah, I mean, or even if you're a person who's just like, you know, does don't even know where to start. 
you know. Uh, so, uh, as I stated before, like I even went to Business Express, uh, Maryland, something like Business, uh, business Express Maryland.com or whatever. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, and um, Mar- Maryland Business Express. And I went on there, I mean, real basic, and um, just started a sole proprietorship, you know? I forgot my username and password. Crap. Uh, I'm going to figure that out. But yeah, uh, it's registered. Um, right now, the business is called Chandler Gregory Hayes. Um, but I'm going to... Uh, that's when I was like, man, I should have just got an LLC because the sole proprietorship was cheap to start. But right here, I'll read uh, some of the rules right here. Once you associated trade name has been approved, Please email uh, this email address, uh, sdat.incompletefiling uh, at maryland.gov to request your L account number from above. Be updated to reflect that you will be using a trade name. Please provide the department ID for the trade name as well. So essentially, when I started the sole proprietorship, I had to put my name as the owner, uh, which is the name of the business. And then what I'm going to do is go purchase a trade name, which is approximately about $300 a year. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, y'all? Here, come here real quick. Come here. Come here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all want, to, y'all want to say uh, happy holidays? Happy holidays. It's Ra. Ra's here. And we got Lang. Lang, you want to come here and say happy holidays? Happy holidays to you. Lang's still not down here. Oh, he's not down here? Oh, I thought he was down here. All right. Well, but yeah. So, um, just putting it all out there. So, uh, started the sole proprietorship. Again, it is a coaching slash therapy uh, slash entertainment. What's up? Lang's here. Happy holiday! Happy holiday! <laughs> um, I forgot the other thing. Coaching slash therapy. Um, of course, I got the entertainment uh, side as well. But there was one more thing I was... Oh, oh, um, community... <clears throat> community um, outreach. We're essentially uh, creating programs um, and learning how to quantify this or whatever. To you. Um, it is. And then what comes after Christmas? Oh, oh, Halloween. No. Halloween. Birthdays, yeah. What comes before birthdays? What comes after Christmas? After Christmas? 20. 24. 24. New Year's. How much days do we have until Christmas? Oh, man. We got to ask Google. How many days until Christmas? Hey! Take your mouth. 30. 30. Only a month. Let's go! <laughs> oh, you okay? It just, your leg just gave out. Okay, just growing. Your your leg just is growing. You just weren't not ready for it. All right, um, all right. I'm gonna have to ask y'all to uh, hold it down just a little bit. I'm trying to I'm trying to create some content. But you're not. I know, but I'm trying. Okay, all right. Um, let me see, let me see you create some content. Uh, well, we don't look t- up on YouTube. Uh, I hope you're not public. Are you public now? Yep. 
Are you showing your face and everything? Okay. And you're putting your name and address and everything out there and your birthday? No. All right. All right. Just be careful. None of that. Um, I already did. I put Winston Hayes to the stop, 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 stop. All right, relax. You got to realize, you know, no offense, you know, there are people out there that are intending to, you know, harm people. But also, there's a lot of good in the world, too. All right. Um, started the sole proprietorship. Uh, going to um, get the trade name. Trade name is going to be House of Barf. And it's going to be House of Barf Entertainment. Uh, well, actually, I'm thinking about just keeping Chandler Gregory Hayes and as the um, the um, enterprise or the corporate, and then uh, I, I'm probably just going to open up subsidiaries, um, and one of them is going to be House of Barf Entertainment. Then it's going to be House of Barf uh, Coaching Kids. slash Therapy, Kids. and then House of that. That's actually what the community outreach is is uh, for kids. It actually is for children. Daddy, um, why do you talk so important out? Yeah, yeah, that might be it. I'm about to jot that down. House of Barf Kids. That's what it's going to be. That's going to be the community outreach. It's going to be Rob and Lane. Just Rob and Lane. All right. Wait one second. Let me type this in real quick. Uh, Uh, I need a new. A new um. House of Barf family. Okay, I'll jot that one down too. I like that one. House. Of Barf Kids. <laughs> House of Barf. I didn't fall for real. I just. Uh, gosh darn it. Family. Okay, I'll jot those down because that's that's the community outreach part. Uh, so I'm putting it all out there. Like, uh, you know, I'm, 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 um, I'm putting it all out there, letting you hear how it's going down. Um, let me see. Okay. Um, house of barf entertainment, house of barf coaching. Goodness gracious, I can't type. That's why I got. That's why I got fired. House of barf. We're all funny, right? Hey, hey, take take it easy. Okay. No, we just House of Barf coaching. Coaching? Like sports? No, like oh. financial coaching. Coaching slash therapy. Oh. Yeah. I don't give it all, I don't give advice. About mental health? Uh mental health related to finances and, 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 and business. Um, you know, I was, I was you know, just imagine if you were starting a business and it failed because you your your spouse died or something. And maybe you never want to start another business, you know, or in, or maybe your business is doing well, but you're suffering from a uh, survivor's, uh, survivor's remorse where you're going, you wish that your partner was there with you the whole time. I have a good um, idea. How are you doing House of Barf though? Uh, how am I doing House of Barf? Yeah. How are you doing the podcast? Uh, right here. Oh, now yeah. you can do it on the computer. Yeah. I'm doing it on the uh, computer <laughs> microphone because, uh. Ra has my phone. Yes, it's doing it. Okay. Um. Okay. Give me a second. Um. So. So yeah, that's what I was just basically talking with my other buddies, just starting the business. I'm sitting right here, basically telling you um how how I'm just doing it, starting off. Um. You know. So another thing that I 
Can I get a second, please? Yeah. I mean, you're fine. Just just hold it down just a little bit. Por favor. Okay. All right. Gracias. Um, so. Wow. I, it so bad. Don't throw it so hard. No, okay. he didn't. We just hit. Okay. Okay. See, that's how it goes. All right. Um. So, um, after um, I updated the link on LinkedIn. Um, I um went to the marketing directors of different companies, and I found the marketing director for um Comcast. And um, let me see. Who was the marketing director for Comcast? It was a woman named Katie Morfeld. And um, so I just uh, put in uh, what is Katie Morfeld's uh, email address, uh, found it, and sent her email. And now I'm working on the marketing director for Yahoo, trying to do the same thing. Uh, Her name is Tressie. Uh, Actually, yes, uh, Lang did recommend uh i told him that i was trying to reach out to the lady from uh, comcast he said hey how about you reach out to the marketing director for yahoo so i said okay cool that's a good idea um so i'm looking to reach out to tracy uh leberman uh looks like she um became the cmo uh chief marketing officer uh around july 20th 2023 so shout out to her congratulations on the new role uh, she's reporting directly to CEO Jim Lazoon. Um, she'll be responsible for overseeing all aspects of the company's global marketing strategies, brand positioning, user acquisition, customer engagement initiatives. She'll play a pivotal role in shaping the brand's direction of growth strategy as Yahoo's positions itself um, to help people achieve their goals online for decades to come. So shout out to her. Uh, that was Business Wire. Uh, 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 so what I'm trying to do right now is type in her name, and I am going to what is her email address? Uh, and she actually has social media, but I don't. Um, and I can't reach out to her on LinkedIn unless I pay for this premium service, which I'm not going to pay for that. Uh, but I also got uh, the CMO of um, Strategist. Uh, Jill Cress, Chief Marketing Officer uh, Ayana Amin, uh, you know, just these various, uh, Mark uh, Shambrua, uh, he's Chief Marketing Officer of Papa John's, so I'll probably um, reach out to him as well, uh, um, and just the marketing directors, and I will just reach out to these people, what are these people, you know, I'm all you can do is all you can do. Uh, that was a book written by. Let me see who's who was who wrote. All you can do is all you can do. Art Williams. It was a book by. I need to get the copy of that book. Hmm? Yeah, Art Williams. All you can do is all you can do. Uh, uh, and what is that? All right, all right. No, that was fake. Okay. That was big phone. All right. All right. What is that prayer in regards to, Lord, uh, help me change the things I can change, the things I can't change, and discern the both? What is the serenity prayer? Let me see.
Okay, so that's a different way. I, I've heard it differently, but that's basically what it is. Let me see. There's, um, let me see. I'm just. I'm sure you. I'm sure. You, yeah. So essentially, all you can do is all you can do. Serenity pair. Accept things that um, you can't change. Have the current. Uh, grant me this. Let me see. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So essentially, all I can do is all I can do, and all, and 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 I can just change what I can change. So I'm just going to reach out to these people. Uh, so I put a I put a short little email together uh, with the help of ChatGBT, um, and let me see this email. Um, how about to head out? Yeah, I'm Um, so you know, with the help of ChatGBT, the the you know, I put this little email together. Uh, I hope this email finds you well and that you are having a wonderful holiday. Congratulations on your new role. My name is Chanman. I'm reaching out to you on behalf of my podcast project, House of Barth. Currently, I'm in the beginning stages of providing entertainment to an audience in regards to business, accounting, regulation, and finance, which takes place on Spotify for podcasters. I'm reaching out to potential sponsors who share our passion for financial literacy and who would be interested in in supporting us in making this podcast success, a podcast a success. I believe that a partnership between us could mutually be beneficial. I would be delighted to arrange a meeting at your convenience to discuss this opportunity further and address any questions you may have. Thank you for your time and consideration as a potential partner. I look forward to the possibility of working together and creating a mutually rewarding collaboration. God bless. And again, happy holidays. Now, I have heard of business. I sh you should leave out God uh, because you never know how people feel about God. Uh, but I'm like, look, man, uh, you know, um, you know, hey, man, I'm sorry. My bad. You know, uh, just let them know I'm I'm the owner of Chandler Gregory Hayes. Uh, I go by chairman. Uh, and I provided them with my contact information. Um, so that's just kind of a couple of things I've been working on, I've been doing. Uh, so that's, you know, the business aspect. Um, I'm excited I found this biz big basic business mathematics because that's going to help me with the accounting side of things, getting back into my accounting because uh, I got to get that back up and going. I mean, even starting with paper and a pencil and just kind of start the accounting. I mean, and then, uh, and then, of course, move on to an Excel sheet or something. Um, all right. Uh, I guess this would be a good time to go ahead and take a little uh, break real quick. Uh, I do need to uh, create another advertisement uh, for uh, Chandler Gregory Hayes. Um, um, and then uh, so there's going to be essentially right now there's three advertisements. They're just self advertisements. Uh, one is for uh, listener support. One is for Langston Mason's Cool and Me Stand, the book that I'm writing or um, authoring. Uh, then also, um, um, also going to be getting into um, uh, the advertisement for the coaching slash therapy. Um, so that's just going to be community outreach as well, slash entertainment uh, company as well. Um, all that. So take a quick break. Uh, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by Kick With Your Mans. When I get back, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the other research that I was planning on doing today. Um, I'm going to get got to get ready to wrap this up. Uh, got a few other things to do. Um, so, again, just want to appreciate anybody uh, for stopping by to hang out with your mans. I appreciate it. I'm Chan Man, and this is House of Barf. 
Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually, early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that. Uh, Your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research, and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful... Oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um, In the future, may possibly interview someone uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired join me us in shaping the future of house of barf by becoming a supporter today your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the united states and hopefully in the future of the world to support us simply visit podcasters.spotify.com then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify. And um, support this podcast and become a supporter. And choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences. Every contribution, no matter how small or how big, makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated. Thank you for being an essential part of our journey. With your support, we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you, our incredible listeners. God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at C287 
gph at gmail.com. Thank you again. You have a wonderful day. God bless. All right. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? It's Chairman House of Barf. What's popping? All right. So what I was about to get into um, real quick, I uh, was just about to just do some research um, on what is going on in the markets. I have no idea. So I'm pulling up my source that I like to use. Uh, it's just seriously. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just easy for me to type in on that. CNBC.com. X Binance. Oh man, I used to I used to do research on this company. Uh Binance, what are they? A cryptocurrency um company. Let's see. I used to do research on them. Uh uh, what does Binance do? Uh what does Binance do? Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. They're a crypto company. I used to do some research on them. Um, what was up with the CEO? Um, here, let me see. All right. X Binance CEO urges judge to allow him to leave the U.S. before sentencing. Oh, gosh. Okay. That's a good play by the lawyer to make it seem like he's not a threat of running. Um. Let me see. Lawyers for former Binance CEO Xingpeng Zhao are urging a U.S. judge to reject the Justice Department's request to bar him from returning to his home in the United Arab Emirates until he is sentenced for violating anti-money laundering requirements. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, can... Oh, my goodness. Here. He grab some Kleenex right there. Yeah. Grab two. Thank you. Yes. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yes. Ugh. Uh, then like some uh, blow. ground. Blow. Oh, your stomach's a ground? Okay. I'm about to get ready to wrap this up, okay? Blow. Blow. Ooh. Blow. Something's coming out. Blow. Oh. Okay. Nice big blow. Ooh. Ooh. Something came out. Blow. Okay. That, that nostril's okay. All right. Do this nostril. Blow. Blow some more. Big blow. Don't blow too hard. Yo. If you blow too hard, you're gonna uh, pop your ears. Yeah, your ears are gonna pop. You don't want that. But oh Wait, goodness, we got happened? that out. Here, do I got some? Hand me the hand sanitizer over there. It's in the yellow, oh, the yellow bucket. Uh, there should be some in there. And can you throw this in the trash, please? Uh, and can you hand me my hand sanitizer? Is there any in there? All right, give me one second. I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you very much. Okay. I Okay, I got y'all. Give me a few more minutes, okay? Just a few more minutes. No more than 30 more minutes. Okay. Why is this thing not working? What's it? All right, here, I'm just going to yeah, just pop it. Dad? Yes. Can you get a snack? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get a snack. Yeah, get yourself a snack real quick. There's some potato chips up there. All right. All right, so uh, that's not a good look for uh, cryptocurrency, but let's take a look to see how cryptocurrency is doing right now. Um, crypto, I'm just going to look at the big ones. Uh, Bitcoin, wow, 37.7. Goodness gracious, I'm so pissed I'm broke right now. 
Ah, oh, man, I would have, I would have had, I would have had it at, uh, damn it, I would have had it at twenty thousand or something, but I didn't even have a full lot or full share of crypto. For goodness, it's going up. Uh, but right now, on the the last, uh, it was estimated at eleven thirty one a.m. It was approximately thirty seven thousand seven hundred and fifty seven dollars and ninety four cents, down approximately ninety six points. That's approximately point twenty six percent. Ethereum is at approximately 2,000. Man, I had Ethereum at like, what did I have it like? 1,600. But right now it's down approximately nine points uh, uh, as of 11.32. Please don't break my stuff. You're breaking my stuff. You just broke it. Oh, man. All right. Come on, y'all. All right. No, it's, it's probably fine. And why did you unplug my computer? Langston, why did you do that? Me? Did you unplug my computer? No. All right, can you plug it back up, please? All right, thank you. Thank you, Ra. Um, all right, uh, XRP is unchanged uh, as of 11.32 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Litecoin is at approximately $71.64. Uh, Bitcoin Cash is at approximately $227.41. Uh, Jim Cramer has a uh, club that he's starting for only $99.99 for four months. Wow. Amazing. And guess what? It's down from $200. Fantastic. So for half the price, you can get four months just to join this club. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a wonderful club. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess and say he may or may not be there. I don't know. Join Jim. All right. What else is going on? Oh, yeah. We have the Black Friday game. Miami dog the Jets. Um, is there a hostage in Gaza? What in the world? Second hostage for prisoners released looms. Egypt sees positive signals on Gaza truce extension. So there's there's a there's about to be a truce made between Egypt and Gaza. Uh, some, I'm I'm sorry. I probably should read that a little bit more. Uh, just reading headlines. Why cautious investors may want to look beyond high yield savings accounts. High yield for me screams risk. Um, but I mean, if you got a high yield savings account, I'm assuming that's what a bank. Uh, that sounds fantastic. Um, what else we got here? Um, five wounded in Kiev by largest drone attack yet on Ukraine. Oh my gosh. Um, so we got a lot of geopolitical issues going on. Um, what else we got? Uh, I'm 43 years old, self-millionaire. I ignored the worst advice to build 88 million fitness empire. Okay, let's take a look at this. Um, I'm very cautious of these people because like anytime you see this stuff, uh, five years later, you realize that there was a scam and then you start seeing the commercials and you're like, wow, I've seen that commercial. But let's go ahead and let's listen to this uh, lady, this woman who stated that she, uh, Anne Maloum, built her career by standing out from the crowd. The 43-year-old entrepreneur who sports spiky blonde hair, tattoos, and six-pack abdominal muscles launched her boutique fitness chain, Solid Core, in 2013 and grew it across the U.S. before selling it to a private equity firm in April. Fantastic woman. Let's hear your story.
<laughs> I don't know what she means by that, but I think she means hell yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. I've been driving this damn bus across country. This shit better work. That's how I feel. I don't know. If somebody ever asked me, if I, let's just say I do well for myself. And they're like, do you ever think that this was going to happen? Probably not in my wildest dreams, but to an extent, yes. I, bitch, I'm working on this shit. Sorry. I'm working on this shit, man. I'm going through the most tragic time of my life through this shit. That better work. You know, like, man, I'm about to lose everything. They trying to, everybody's trying to take everything from me. Yes, I've made some mistakes. But goodness gracious. So do you think this, did you ever think this was going to work to an extent? No, because I mean, I can't imagine looking at my bank account and it having, you know, my Bank of America account got six figures, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, shit, hell yeah. But, you know, but man, what'd she say? Who, who do you think was driving this bus? Let me, let me hear it. I want to hear that one more time. Yeah. Michelle Obama endorsed this joint on the Washington Post. Let me see that one more time. Oh, she's a regular then. I'm kind of, let me see. I'm about to try to speed up the playback speed. I'm going to fast forward. All right, so let me see. Um, I do want to see something real quick. Worst advice um, that I guess. Let me see. Um, I'm fast forwarding through kind of what they wrote. Uh, between the acquisition and two previous investment deals, Mahum cashed out her solid core equity for a total of 80 88.4 million and she credits that success to her unwillingness to ever fit in i tried to find the uniqueness in things and then i amplify them it really has been a huge part of my success my home tells cnbc uh, make it a lot of times people try to hide in the herd and we try to fit in and i think that's the worst advice you know what my home i don't know if you're authentic or not don't know anything about you, but 
I have to say that's been my biggest mistake probably for the last 10 years. I've always put my head in the dirt, tried to just stay part of the herd, try to just do my best. And I think that's the thing that's that hence now I'm putting myself out there on a you know podcast. I mean on like six, seven, how many how many platforms am I on? Uh let me see. Um on on I'm on seven platforms. Um let me see. Um I'm on Spotify for podcasters. I'm on Spotify. I'm on um, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Castbox, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, and that I think that's it. So how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, and then yeah, okay, so, yeah. So I'm on seven different platforms, uh, internationally known. Um, very small internationally known here. I'll show you um, the, uh, I mean, I'll read off to you some of the analytics. Uh, uh, less than 1% of my audience. Um, I have an audience of, I don't know. It varies. Like here, like, let me see if I can get the analytics on my audience. Like it's it's anywhere between I'm gonna say approximately ten to eighty people on any given day or whatever. Um. So, um, of that audience, um, ninety eight percent is United States. Uh, let's see if they have, uh. 64% are from Maryland, uh, 17% are from Virginia, 13% are from the District of Columbia, less than 1% are one, 1% is in Louisiana, 1% is in Tennessee, 1% uh, is in Massachusetts, 1% is in North Carolina, 1% is in Wyoming. Um, um, let me go back. Okay. Um, so then I have like a little bit more than one percent in Australia, in uh, in Victoria. Um, there's a like a small percentage, uh, I guess, like less than or less than one percent in Germany. They're in land Berlin and Bavaria. Um, let me see what else. Um, uh, there's a like less than like one percent in Canada. They're in Ontario. Um, and then let me uh, well, uh, let me go back. Um, and then there's a like one percent in India, and they're in oh my goodness, uh, Maharashtra. I'm not even like, let me can I can I get that to be read aloud? Um, and then the other uh, group of people are in Karnataka. Um, so I'll try that again. I'm sorry. Maharashtra and Karnataka. Okay. So that's where they're at in India. Uh, so that's where kind of my audience is. Uh, let me see if I can tell you any more about my audience. Um, a lot of them use the web. A lot of them are listening on the web. Um, at least 90, approximately 90%, 91% are using their browser. Um, now, I know that's not me because 
I don't listen. If I do listen to House of Barf, I don't listen to it on my web browser. I'm usually like in my bed. I'm tired. I'm like, man, let me just kind of listen a little bit, kind of see what did I say. Uh, so it's on my phone. Uh, I don't even listen to it on Spotify. I listen to it on Spotify for podcasters. Or which one do I use? I use Spotify. I don't use Spotify for podcasters. So 3% are listening to it on Spotify. I'm one of those people. Spotify for for podcasters, I don't even listen to it on Spotify for podcasters. That's uh, approximately 3% listen to it on that. Apple Podcasts, 2%. Wow. Uh, 2% of my audience listens to it on Apple Podcasts. Wow. That's cool. And then 0.7% listen to it on other devices or ways. Uh, gender, 100% male. I, no female, no binaries, no unspecifieds, no specifieds. Um, male dominated. Um Age group, uh, okay, 60% is between 35 to 44. So I'm coming down from that 65 plus. For a while, I was just with 65 plus. Um, but now it's coming down to 35 to 44, 60% of the audience. And 28 to 34, it's 40% of the audience. Wow. The only reason I care about uh, the younger generation is because the younger generation, they, they're susceptible to so much like scams and whatnot because of um, – um, what would it convenience of using your computer to buy your car, buy your house, blah, 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 you know, buy your crypto, buy the, the gamification of everything. So to see a group of like 28 year olds listening to this, it's like, wow, cool, man. Keep it going. Keep it going. Protect yourself. I know you like to buy all your clothes offline. You, um, you like to buy your car from Carvana online, your house online. You probably haven't been to a bank in ever, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> excuse me so that's why it's like we got to protect them to get this information to them and also the young people also have vision but also sometimes don't have opportunities or think that they don't have opportunities and would sometimes take an easier road of trying to sell crypto or trying to trap or trying to do whatever it is Compared to just taking some of that information and also trading the crypto, but let's take something like um, I'm gonna go to CNBC. Um, is okay. My mic is still on because um, this thing will cut off. Let me see how many minutes it will cut off at 30 minutes. I didn't know that. I'm at 20 minutes approximately right now. So let's just go to crypto real quick. So you're trading crypto, right? For years and years when I was trading stocks, guess what my dumbass did. I was just buying stocks long and didn't give a fuck. Just held it. The stock could have went down 60%. Guess who's still holding on to it? Moi. Like a fool with no hedge. Nothing. Just butt naked out there. Just an owner. I'm an owner of such and such. I should I should buy some Spotify. I mean, if I should that's what I, why am I not even why do, why do I not have Spotify in my in my um portfolio i'm trying i'm trying to make them money they make money and when they make money i'm gonna make money so spotify at 181 dollars and 70 cents goodness gracious um so let's say you're trading crypto what are you doing oh bitcoin is at about this price i'm gonna get in and then i'm gonna sell around this price great yeah you got it champ you got the right concept buy low sell high but what we could also do is let's pull up the chart and let's go to studies and let's type in Bollinger Bands and let's go ahead and see where it rolls. And that's I'm just typing in Bollinger Band. I didn't even type in anything else. Let me go to my drawing tool and let me see if they can have the Fibonacci ready for me. Um, I only know a couple. I, I'm trying to work on my studies. There's a bunch of them out there. Why is my drawing tool not work? Oh, forget about it. 
Um, let me see. It's a, it's not a study. It's a drawing tool. But let me see. Fib. They may have some type of Fibonacci study. I need an editor. Okay, forget about it. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and go to Bollinger Bands. And um, so right now, um, uh, Bitcoin is at the top of the Bollinger Band. I mean, essentially saying that this stays kind of in between here. But also, you could also say that, um, that let me think, what could we say? Look, let's just go here to go Google and what does a Bollinger Band do? What does a Bollinger Band do? Yeah, uh, use it to confirm signals. That was Fidelity Investments. Um, so, I mean, you know, yeah, just pull up the Bollinger Band. There's there's other stuff that we could pull up as well. Uh, was it RSI, CCI, Keltner Channels? Let me see. I'm going to put the Keltner Channels on this as well. It's going to pretty much show the same thing, but Keltner. Okay. So I put the Keltner channel on there in the Bollinger Band, and what I'm basically seeing. Let me see if they got the RS, the RSI. Let me see. Let me use the RSI real quick. Yep, they got the RSI. So I'm at the RSI, and the RSI is telling me oversold. Uh, Bollinger Band and Keltner channels also showing me oversold. It's at approximately thirty-seven thousand. So let's just say, for example, the Bollinger Band is saying that it's going up, right? You could also say every time it comes down to hit that lower band, that it goes up a certain percentage, right? I mean, not right, but possibility. So um, the Bollinger Band is showing me that it's at the top of that upper thing. Now, it could break through it. This is just theoretic, you know. Uh, but for what I'm saying, uh, if you did want to get into Bitcoin, it, it might be a good opportunity to wait till it hits 35 uh, see, you know, even you may want to wait till it maybe even come down to, um, what's this in the middle? 30, 36 something. I can't even see. There's so much things are popping up, but you could even wait till it comes down to 36. Now that's just using very basic technical analysis to make a position. Very basic. Just did it right now. So instead of doing the whole, Hey, Bitcoin's at such and such price. It's at... 16,000, um, I'm just going to go ahead and buy some, you know, and then you could just go ahead and start, you know, you know, just taking it from there. Um, you know, just doing your thing. So real quick, um, you know, this is probably, I'm probably going to get ready to end it. Um, let me, let me just pull up a couple of things that I was going to take a look at. Um, hmm, let me pull up, um, JetBlue and Paramount. This is a couple of the positions that I'm in um, and that I, I, I just need to review before uh, Monday gets here. Uh, Monday, um, I'm supposed to be... Oh, where's my phone? Uh, I, need, I need to get my phone. Um, Monday, supposedly... Um, I'm not going to get paid for it, but I, I may have a coaching session. 
with somebody who trades forex. I'm not sure. It may not even be a coaching session. Um, but uh, somebody kind of just wants to talk. I don't even trade forex. I don't even know very much about forex. I'm, I'm trying to learn about forex, and that's kind of why I think they also want to coach me as well um, on forex. But they know that, like, you know, like, um, oh, oh, at the end of business. Friday or not Friday? Um, was it Friday? Yesterday, yeah, Friday, uh, which is approximately four thirty Eastern Standard Time. Um, some my some of my contracts did pretty well. Um, uh, did fairly well. Um, let me see, kind of the percentage. Um, da, 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 uh, so, all right, one of my contracts is down 90%, but that's because it was like a $10 contract, um, and it's down a dollar, you know? So, um, let me see, wait, what was the contract? Uh, yeah, it's $10 and I'm, and I'm down, let me see, what am I down? Oh no, I'm down $9. Okay, so with that, I should have been paying attention to that. Uh, basically, with Paramount saying that it's not going to get up to sixteen dollars, and right now it's at fifteen dollars and ninety cents. So yeah, um, I should have been paying attention to that. You know what? I probably bought it. I probably sold it on Friday, and I couldn't because um, of my eligibility. They're cracking me in the nuts, man. Um, my eligibility. Um, I can't. I can. I can't do no day trades right now. Like. So a lot of my trades are also simulated um, so that I can keep my um, brain going. But like come Monday, um, I could probably get rid of this contract. I, just well, we'll see what Paramount does. So real quick, um, let me. OK, because I'm at 26 minutes. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to uh, go feed these uh, children and then I'm going to come back. Uh, so this episode is probably going to be about two hours long. Um, and then um, I'm going to come back and just go over some of my technical analysis, fundamental analysis, very briefly on some of these trades, as well as I'll go over some of the simulated trades uh, and kind of my approach to situations um, so that, yeah, we'll just touch base on this. So I want to thank anybody and everybody who decides to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. I'm Chan Man, and this is House of Barf. Introducing the Listener Support Program, feeling the future and quality of House of Barf. Dear loyal listeners, at the House of Barf, we strive to bring you the most engaging, informative, and entertaining content every day into the world of business, accounting, regulation, and finance. We strive to provide you with expert knowledge, practical tips, and thought-provoking discussions to help you excel in your financial endeavors. We are dedicated to fostering meaningful conversations, sharing valuable insights, and creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about business, accounting, regulation, and finance. Producing high-quality content requires dedication, resources, and effort from a talented team of one, me, but in the future, you know, hopefully I'll have a team. That's why we are excited to introduce our listener support program. This initiative allows you, our cherished audience members, to play a pivotal role in shaping the future and the content and assuring House of Bar's sustainability. In the future, becoming a supporter, you'll be able to enjoy a range of exclusive benefits. Benefits that I'm hoping to be able to bring eventually 
early access to episodes, um, access to episodes that are not, you know, public, uh, you know, that are not accessible to everyone, possibly even um, create better content. And then all those mistakes I make, maybe I'll put them in a separate episode. You'll be able to get some behind the scenes stuff um, uh, and other uh, exclusive um, um, things such as merchandise. Possibly I have, uh, you know, a children's book coming out, maybe able to offer that. Uh, your support goes directly towards enhancing the quality of our content, expanding our reach, our research and investing in new resources and technology to bring you even better experiences. Your contribution will help us continue to deliver thought-provoking discussions, captivating stories, and insightful... Inter- oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Um, may, in the future, may possibly interview someone. Uh, that will keep you engaged and inspired. Join me, us in shaping the future of House of Barf by becoming a supporter today. Your generosity empowers us to keep our conversations alive and ensures that we can contribute to provide valuable content to audiences around the United States and hopefully in the future of the world. To support us, simply visit podcasters.spotify.com. Then you can get to House of Barf. Um, also, it is on Spotify and um support this podcast and become a supporter and choose a membership tier that aligns with your preferences every contribution no matter how small or how big makes a meaningful impact and is deeply appreciated thank you for being an essential part of our journey with your support we can reach new heights and create content that truly resonates with you our incredible listeners God bless. Happy listening. I'm Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Again, if you would like, you can visit podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash Chan hyphen man seven. And you can go to support this podcast and become a supporter today. Thank you. You can also reach me at C287 gph at gmail.com thank you again you have a wonderful day god bless all right yo 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 what's good chain man house of barf we back baby um so um feeding the little ones was a little easier than i expected um i i really thought they were gonna say can we get like something else and they were like nah we good um is there still some leftovers i said yeah all right bet yeah, I'm good with that. I was like, thank goodness. I thought I, I was I was seriously about to call Jersey Mike's. I thought they were gonna be like, Dad, we're we're kind of tired. Oh gosh, what's going on with the computer? Stop. I'm trying to right now. I'm trying to um, what just happened? I'm trying to pull up this um, this Michigan game. Give me a second while I'm trying to pull this up. Yeah, so um, I just got myself a little piece of pie, um, sweet potato. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the funniest shit. Like, I get so many questions about like the way I think and the way I act and everything. 
people ask me, this happens probably like once every year. They're like, yo, what kind of pot do you and your family eat at um what kind of pot do you and your family eat at Christmas channel? I'd be like, you know, we need apple pie. And then, but, do y'all eat pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? I'm telling you, like, people, I don't know what they think about how I eat and everything. When people come over my family house and they, they eat, they be like, damn, I actually enjoyed this shit. I mean, yeah, it's pretty basic, man. It's pretty basic stuff. You know, nothing surprising about it. I'm not going to, I don't get into the argument. I'm not getting into the argument, okay? Your family's food is, a million times better. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Oh, bring it to me, please. Oh. Here, give Hey, Ra. 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 You take the phone back. All right, so waiting on some phone calls. Uh, all right, I'm truly blessed. I'm not saying I'm the best person in the world. I probably do deserve to be, I don't know, un- under a jail somewhere. I don't know, you know, but I do got a great support system. People who just call, I'm waiting on a couple phone calls. They're calling check up on me because they're like, man, what you're going through is terrible. Like, this is like bad. And the thing that's really crazy to me is, like, I have no expectations. I have low expectations. I'm kind of like, it is what it is. That's why people want to be like, yo, you got to get checked out, man, because you, you got to know how to handle, you know, this emotionally. Because, I mean, I'm kind of just rolling with it, you know. People are people. Can't. I think it was DMX said you can't blame a snake for biting you, you know. <laughs> Like they snakes are just who they are. They just who they are. Um, but yeah, uh, yes. Right now, I am eating a slice of sweet potato pie. Uh, to answer any questions of people wondering, what do we serve at uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving? Um, okay, so I was trying to pull up if I can get it up. Um, uh, Michigan versus Ohio State. Uh, I forgot what that guy did, Jim Harborough. I'm not even going to um, touch on that because that's sports. I'll leave, leave that up to the McAfee's and uh, the other guys, um, Shannon Sharp and all of them, Stephen A. Um, but let me see. Okay. 
Let's go. I'm I'm rooting for blue. Um, or somebody else told me. Um, I guess their stadium or something's called the Big House or something like that. Oh yes, what's going on? Is it already halftime? No way. Oh, they're just getting started. All right, bet. Thirty-four degrees. That's what I like. Here we go. Wind chill. Wind about six miles per hour. Wind chill twenty-eight degrees. Oh, with the wind chill, it feels like twenty-eight degrees. Okay. Here we go. We're about to kick off. Is Harbaugh still suspended? Oh, nice. There we go. Let's go blue. Give my boy blue. Let's go. Okay. Uh, touchback. All right. Let me go. I'm going to put this in the background. I'm going to turn that off. I'm going to put that in the background. Um. Okay. So, real quick, what are we working on? Paramount. Okay, so I'm reviewing Paramount. Stock is kind of doing awful. <laughs> but just because the stock is doing awful does not mean that we should just go ahead, go in there, completely sell it. And the reason being for me is being new to this type of trading that I'm doing, day trading, options trading, <clears throat> This type of trading is new for me, so I don't want to just get in the habit of, oh, I did bad on the stock, just get out of it and move on. I have noticed there are times when I have moved on from a stock and I start to see the account go up. It's like when you fire that employee, you start seeing your profit margins go up. Oh, that person was a thief. You want to know something crazy? So, I don't really go around boasting or like thinking I'm the man or anything. But, um, there was this one company I was working for. Um, it, it was the, the women's uh, thing. But it was the company I was working for, blah, 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 whatever. Um, they called me, not to give me my job back. Because um, I it, it didn't work out well. I got it, like kind of slight argument with my manager because they wouldn't give me no, um, ah, what was it? Ah, I did. I guess I, I can't even remember. I didn't get an opportunity to get on the sales floor or something at, at, at like a, um, something happened, um, at men's furnishings or something. I can't even remember. So I got upset and I left. Um, so, um, they're like, yo, we can't get a job back, but we got to give you credit for something, man. 
our profit margins haven't been the same in like a month or two. Uh, I think around like the third or fourth month, their profit margins started in getting back to where they were. I'm not sure. But they were like, yo, when you left, it was tremendous. And I truly don't even think of myself as that person. But this is what I told them. I was like, listen, every one of your reps are doing the same thing. You lit, they, the, the corporation literally, this is their training method. This is how they teach them. You know what I'm saying? I was like, look. They basically go on this training method of don't count anybody's pockets. Sell, 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 upsell, then upsell some more, right? So don't go in there thinking, looking at this person, trying to guesstimate how much money they make or how much money they got in their pockets. Nothing. You sell, 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 upsell some more, and sell some more. Well, there's this whole category of stuff. That's just sitting there that literally gets thrown out. Literally. What happens is it gets sent to a last stop. They got, I don't know. I don't know how many last stops they got. Um, How many last stop department stores are there? Um, How many they got? Excuse me. But they got different ones. Like I I know there's like a last stop Neiman Marcus. They got like a last stop uh, Nordstrom's. Um, I can't, I can't tell you, but these, they go to a last stop. When they leave the last stop, they literally get thrown out or donated to charity or something, whatever they decide to do. I don't know, but sometimes it's just thrown out, you know? Um, So I said, yo, there's a whole category of stuff over there that's just about to get thrown out. There's no harm in selling all that stuff. This was against corporate's method of selling they're like no we want you to sell the most expensive stuff all the time you know what i'm saying i'm just like yo that's not even that's that's not even like not even to mention i I think we were going through a recession we were going through a government furlough like all this stuff is going on and they still are pushing sell 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 and not even just sell anything sell the most expensive stuff all the time i didn't do that so I was a person that would see the most expensive thing, you know, and you start learning the dates and the codes and everything. And you're like, oh, this is going to go on discount um, tomorrow or something. So you get a customer that comes in, could get the jacket. I think a lot of corporations are fixing this now where if the price does drop, you can come back like and get the different price. But if something costs $700 and you say, okay, it's been here seven weeks. Uh, next week is going to be the week that it is going to decrease. I would simply just tell a lady or a woman or a man, whatever, hey, look, you can get this today. Right now it's 700 but uh, tomorrow I can almost guarantee you this thing is going to drop down to probably, I don't know, I'm going to say like three, 400 or something like that, 500 I don't know. It's going to drop, you know, and um, people loved it. People loved it. Oh, my gosh. Man, I'm not even trying to boast. Sometimes, like, you just see, like, beautiful women, and, like, it's just astonishing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's beautiful in God's eyes. Everybody's beautiful, okay? Um, But everybody's gorgeous. But sometimes, like, you just have, like, these women that's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, she is gorgeous. Um, You know who used to shop at our uh, one of our stores? 
uh, LeVar Arrington's wife. Um, uh, if I'm correct, she's a taller lady. Uh, she used to shop at one of our stores. Uh, if I don't want to put all her business out there, I, I, I don't want to put all her business out there. What I mean is the store that she, I don't know, because she may still shop there. I, I don't even know if it's still around. It could be closed. I haven't been to that store in a while. I doubt it's closed. But um, I saw the one in Columbia. I think it was in Columbia closed. Uh, the Nordstrom's in Columbia. I believe that one closed. Um, but, um, yeah, she shopped at one of the stores. Um, and she's beautiful as well. Um, but, yeah, there are some beautiful women in there. And when you build this rapport with some of these women, or with your customers, uh, last thing, real quick, I know we're probably going to Paramount. Any business that you're in, no offense, I'm not trying to school anybody, it's a sales business. So if you work at a company and you, yes, you're getting your hourly wage, but it's a sales business, you always have to have your book of business, your bot. You got to have your bot. And you got to flip through that bob every day and you got to reach out to people. And see, when I reached out to people, I wasn't reaching out to people, you know, because I'm trying to sell them something. I am, but they knew I wasn't making the most amount of money. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm calling you on the day the price goes down, you know? So I wasn't, you know, extorting or price gouging anybody. So I would call them and be like, hey, I want to let you know that that faux fur jacket that you um, were looking at yesterday, um, it was $700 yesterday. I just want to let you know it's been marked down to about $450 right now. Um, they'd be coming to that store. Pew! This is the crazy shit. There's some shoppers that shop like every day. like, Or they may just even come to the store just to walk around just to see the prices or what's new. Like that shit, you start seeing, it's kind of like, I guess, essentially like a bar or something where you get your regulars. There are regular shoppers. I mean, regular shoppers. They shop regularly, daily, whether they're reselling it, whether they're whatever they're doing, they shop regularly. Um, but yeah, they'll be right back up at the store. And um, I would seriously try to be professional. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, sometimes you just look in some of these you know, women's eyes and you're like, oh my gosh, her eyes are just gorgeous. And she's looking at you with the brightest eyes and she's so happy and y'all are conversating. And I'm just like, use your big head. Think with your big head. Stay professional. You know, yes, you have this woman's number and yes, you talk to her regularly. Uh, but I kept it professional. All I talked about was the, the merchandise that was in the store, letting you know the price dropped down. Or if there was something brand new that just came in, brand new pair of Uggs or whatever it was. Um, hey, just want to let you know that brand new pair of whatever it is, sandpaper uh, 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 or the gray Uggs that you like just came in. Um, yeah, they are about whatever Uggs were at the time, four or $500, uh, $700. Yeah, they're about this much. They'd be like, all right, cool, bet. Can you hold four of them for me? Damn, four? Ma'am, this is going to be tough. Are you going to be up here? Like, matter of fact, I need to take that payment right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, So shit like that. But um, yeah, you got to keep that book of business going. And that was just something I would do. I would just, and that's what I would do is, um, I don't know what you call it. It'd be reverse upselling. But I'm upselling because we're getting more stuff. We're getting a lot more stuff. So instead of leaving the store three, four grand, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you have six, seven items. Um, we're doing three, four grand, 10, 20 items. You know what I'm saying? And they're having a ball doing it. And they come back and they keep coming back. 
And uh, I can still remember this one time. Oh, my gosh. One of my customers. And this woman, this woman, I hate to say it, she was grade A mean woman. Just, I don't know what that woman's problem was. Wow, she was an angry woman. Very angry woman. Um, And everybody knew this was my woman, my customer. My customer comes in, right? I, I believe I even helped my customer shop. I did something. I stepped off, um, opened up a credit card or something with somebody else. I, I did something where I stepped off. This customer of mine, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were thinking. Decided that they wanted to go to, um, wanted to talk to this woman. Of course, this the, the woman's she's mean, but when she has customers, spending customers, she turns into like this nice person, puts on a big bright smile. Oh girl, oh yeah, oh yeah. Rang my customer up. And this customer at the time purchased probably six grand, seven grand worth of stuff. I, uh, if not, maybe a little bit less than that. And this would have been just an easy boom, boom, whatever. You know, probably wouldn't even got that much in sales commissions. But yeah, I would have got some. You know, um, man, the woman just rang her up, took her. I see the, the customer leaving. I'm like, yo, what happened? She's like, oh, yeah, she said she could help me while you were busy. And I was like, really? And he's like, yo, did you still get the recognition or whatever? It's like, no, I didn't. No. Why couldn't you just wait? Like, what were you doing? But fine. Because you know what I think happened? I think she went, the customer wanted to go look at some other stuff. And I was like, you go ahead, go look at that stuff, whatever. I'll be with you. Give me a second or something. Next thing you know, this poacher just poached in. And I was cool about it. I was like, nah, it's all good. You know, because at the job... I really, to an extent, sometimes I really was just chilling. It was really something uh, a homeboy hooked me up with, and I was really kind of just chilling. So I didn't really sweat it. I was fine, um, but it was cool. But yeah, you got to keep that book of business, keep it going. And to an extent, sales for me is only sales if you don't believe in the product. If you got a great product that you believe in, or a service, something that you believe in. Uh, you know, then really it sells. It's not even sells. It's, it's easy. It's just like, hey, um, I'm reaching out to you, just letting you know, blah blah blah. And they're like, uh, no, Chan, you know, you don't got to call me anymore, or whatever. Oh, no problem. Bye. Hey, just want to let you know that Jacob, blah blah blah. They're, hey, Chan, keep me on your rotation. And you come into business. Let's just say it's a cold, rainy day. You know, people don't want to make it to the office. You don't want it. I man, I go in there, open up the book of business. You know, check the floor. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Open up the book of business and start calling people. Next thing you know, on a cold, rainy day, got the store popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of way you kind of went ahead of stuff. And it's like, yo, how did you get this thing popping? It was like, yo, just called a few people, let them know. This guy was looking for a a, a navy blue blazer. We actually had one that came in today. Uh, this person was looking for that sweater or whatever, whatever. And the person that had it on hold, we had it on hold for 7 to 14 days so I went ahead and pulled it out of the plastic and uh, put it back on the floor. And then I called somebody to come get it. They came. And they say, no, cold, rainy day turns into a, a popping-ass day. So, yeah, we're taking a look at Paramount real quick. Let's let's take a look at Paramount. How long have I been going on on that? 20 minutes. Okay, so I don't have much longer. Um, so um, 
looking at Paramount. Right now, Paramount is trading at approximately $15.90. Well, not right now, but at the end of Business Friday at approximately um, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's trading at $15.90. Got this, um, got a short call um, saying that it won't reach $16. Now, it made money on Friday. It made approximately 7% on Friday. Okay, so clearly I'm about to pull up. Oh, goodness, I got to log in. So I'm about to pull up um, Paramount's chart real quick. Let's see. Give me just one second. It scored the Ohio game um, in blue. I know some people say you're not even supposed to say the name. My bad. I'm not a real fan. Uh, the score of the Michigan um, uh, game is still 0-0. Zero, zero. Who's there? All right. Let me uh, pull up Paramount's chart. And what did it do on Friday? It looks like it went up 0.4%. So I guess the reason why the contract made money is, uh, let me see, what did it do? Paramount. Yeah, it went up approximately 0.4% on uh, Friday, by the end of business Friday. So uh, that's approximately uh, five cents. So with it going up, oh, it's not $15.90. It's $14.21. I'm sorry about that. That $15.90 is my cost basis. Oh, that explains why I put that at $16. Because I'm willing to at least sell uh, one lot of my shares at six, if it can reach $16. All right, great. So I can at least break even on that. Um, um, and then I have another contract at $17.50 and another one at $20. Um, those are the strike prices. Uh, $16, $17.50, and $20. So I'm selling multiple contracts. Uh, receiving... You know, a few dollars in premiums, not much. Uh, but if these things do expire, like for example, the um, the ten dollar contract, I put up what? What did I put up? Uh, ten dollars. Um, or not put up. Uh, I I got ten dollars for that one. Uh, you know, I get that. I get that premium, and then uh, the seventeen is an eight dollar premium. The twenty dollar one is a twenty four dollar premium. Um, and just collect those premiums. Uh, so it went up so that by, okay, the date of the $16 one is December 22nd, 2023. That's the expiration date. So it seems like the only reason why I made, even though it went up. Dad. Yes, princess. Um, I'm done. Can you clean your mess up, please? Yes. I'll be up there in just a few minutes, okay? Okay, just to kind of see, if, uh, just to check your, check your mess, see if you made a mess or not. Give me just a few more minutes, I'll be up there, okay? I know this is going on a little bit longer than expected. And is my phone ringing at all? Nope. nope. Uh, okay, thank you. All right. Um. So even though it went up approximately 0.4% on Friday, the investors are not confident that it's going to hit $16 by December 22nd, 2023. 
That's why my contract made some money. So let's do like a couple days ago. I'm not even going to use the Wayback Machine or anything like that. I'm just going to just do a five-day time frame. So in the last five days, all right, so on Monday, it had a big boost from eight, no, from 13 to approximately 13.24 to approximately 14.28. So there was a huge boost right there. So the contract probably lost a lot of money then. Yeah. I can't remember when I've got. I only got this contract a couple of days ago, huh? Is that a hundred percent? Are you using it? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Just you know, please uh, just let me know if anybody calls. Okay, I appreciate it. Um, so that's probably where I, I bought this contract. I can't even remember when I bought it. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can find out, tell you when I bought it. Uh, da 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 da. da. I got this contract on November 16th. Okay, so I've been holding this contract since November 16th. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah. So, if I look at the last five days, I was in there. Um, How long was it? The 16th was like nine days ago. Yeah, like nine days ago. So, um, while I was holding it on Monday, the... um, Let me see. Monday, the... um, the 20th, um, it had that big boost. So that's probably when my contract just got demolished. It was like, oh, yeah, you're done, baby. You were all, we getting the 16. Wells, I'm sorry. I just find that joint funny. I don't know why I find it so funny. Um, it's this guy who uh, says I'm not gay anymore. <laughs> was that him? Or no, not him. Um, no, it was this other dude. Um, hide your kids. Hide your uh Hide your wife, hide your husband, because they everybody they <laughs> they raping everybody out. <laughs> like, um, and then I, I think the reporter was like, um, "So what happened?" And he was like, "Wells, so, so I guess somebody climbed in through his sister's um, window and I guess tried to rape her or something." Um, so I just I just I don't know. I kind of found it funny, and I just kind of implemented it into my in my daily inside humor to myself um let me remove i got this fibonacci chart real quick i'm about to fix it over the last five days so since it went from 12 to 14 i'm going to start at the 12 and i'm going to drag the fibonacci chart to here where's what's going on okay okay i need to uh let me hurry up and put it on there it goes all right, I'm going to do it from 1276, where it seems like to be the low in the last five days. I'm taking it to 1430. So what I'm getting here is that it's reaching a neutral spot. Uh, it's nor overbought, nor oversold. The CCI is expressing the same thing. Let me see how long I've been talking, because uh, I don't want to get cut off and then just be talking. Um, all right, I'm at 28 minutes. Okay, this episode is about to be long as hell. It's a podcast. I hope you enjoy it, whatever. I'm going to stop recording here. Uh, and then I'm going to bring it back. And this time, we're going to stay focused. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. I'm Chairman, and this is House of Barf. I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. 
Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Kulamaid Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mangston's Kulamaid Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mangston's Kulamaid Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mangston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Mangston sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Mangston and Zonky discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Mangston, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonky, Langston Mangston learns about the value of money and how to save the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges with money and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mangston set savings goals teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mangston's Kulamade Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mangston's Kulamade Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors. It is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mangston, Zonky, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mangston's Kulamade Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mangston's Kulamade Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and, and am excited to join the community of storytellers. With a background in finances, I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. 
Langston Mangston's Cooler Maze Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement. And I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, You can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless. Yo, yo, yo. It's good. It's Chairman House of Barf. Let's go ahead. We'll take a look at the game real quick. I know I said we're going to stay on topic. Here, real quick. We'll take a quick break. Oh, man. Two-yard line. Whoa, look at that running back. He got to be about five feet tall. (laughs) He over there pushing the whole pile. Blake Quorum. 19 of 20 rush have been... Oh, man, I missed it. Let's see. I want to see if there was something in the red zone. Quorum, number two. Did he get it? Come on, ref. I think I think it's a touchdown. Oh, inside the one. No way. Let's get it. They use the I formation. I don't know nothing about football, but I know that formation because I use it all the time in Madden. Uh, I like football. I like Madden teams with uh, running backs. Uh, uh, no. I don't know. Okay, okay, inside the one. Let's get it. Inside the one. Real quick, real quick. I hope I don't get sued. Come on, one more time. I would do a, um, a pitch to the right. Or to let, but I would do a pitch. I would send the fullback up the middle because it looks like they're using the fullback, and then pitch it out and have that running back just go right in. Uh, I don't know behind uh, the defensive back or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that it's gonna be a race off. That's all it's gonna be. It's gonna be a race between that defensive back and uh, the running back of you know can you know it's gonna be a race between them. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Man, forget about it. Let's go. Fourth down. All right. I'm going to go ahead and pause that because they keep replaying it. Um, all right. And then we're going to move on. Uh, so Paramount. Okay. Um, I was reviewing Paramount. So looking at the Fibonacci, it looks like it's in neutral territory. So I have my Fibonacci. Uh, I'm not sure if this is correct or not, but I have my... Um, my properties are my coefficients. I have it set at negative 1.6, negative 1.2, negative points, approximately 0.8, negative 0.6, negative 0.382, negative 0.236, zero, 
then 236, 3825678618.27, 1.68, 2. And I'm not sure if that's correct or not, but that's how I have it out. So that it's near the zero points. That's what the Fibonacci is showing me. Bollinger Band, it's neutral as well. Uh, CCI oversold. Um, MACD showing me neutral as hell. And Keltner Channels showing me um, kind of neutral as well. So this thing is neutral as hell. So got the underlying. Uh, again, as I said, uh, with trade price, 15.9. Here, let me see if it. Oh, I missed it. What happened? They went. They went uh, straight up the. Um, um, I don't know. They they went behind. Uh, crap. Um, I don't know what that position is. The right tackle or, um, it's on offense. Yeah, the the right tackle. Whatever they went. They went behind. Didn't go up the defensive tackle. Uh, went up the. I think the right tackle. Uh, went behind them. Um, yeah, so it was nice. Uh, they sent the fullback first, and then uh, Coram just kind of jumped over him. All right, so... Um, uh, okay, so Paramount uh, right now at 1421. So even though it had that boost, it had that boost, and now it's uh, what I would consider, what people may consider consolidation time. Um Oh my gosh. Okay. One thing about the coaching and therapy and everything. I know I get off topic that, you know, just trying to, you know, I, I kind of had, I guess, a few sessions that I haven't got paid for, man. So many people have the right concepts, but like execution, it's just like, so they get so wrapped up around double peaks and double trials and uh, consolidations and everything. And it's like, dude, I got it. I got it. You get it. But you got to get out there and trade and try to trade good and use all that information. But don't get so wrapped up around having all the terms and everything. Um, that's what House of Barford is about is putting those terms and everything to the side and kind of just like trying to explain. This to so what I mean by consolidation, it seems like a period where um, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I'm not the expert at this. But essentially, we had um, a huge growth from, what was it again, in the last five days, from 1330 to 1425 or something like that. So we had a huge growth. So from that peak, it's like a period of where, I guess what people say is consolidating, where I don't know how to describe it. Um, this is what I need. Uh, this is what I need other people on the podcast so they can explain it better. But essentially, it's a period of where traders, I don't know, are kind of, I mean, you know what, let's just not even, let's let's just go ahead. We've got the laptop right here. Um, I'm going to go to YouTube, and I'm going to go to Black Girl Stocks. Girl Stocks. And I'm going to have her explain um, consolidation period. Consolid if she has a video on it, consolidation period. Let me see. Trading indicators. Um, let's see if she touches.
course. Okay, give me a second. Let, let me just go to Google real quick. What is a consolidation period with stocks? What is a consolidation phase with stocks? Oh, thank you. Uh, Investopedia, that's that's what a consolidation period is. So that's what it kind of looks like. Consolidation period for the market, real quick. We had a we had a big jump uh, prior to that. We probably had some falls, and now we're in a period where there's really no <coughs> um, reverse, no anything. It's kind of just kind of consolidating. Traders are kind of, um, I don't know what they're doing. They're kind of just like staying at this price. They're just like you know. Um, and they're probably selling calls a little bit above and selling puts a little bit below, whatever. So it's kind of a consolidation period, um, what I'm looking at in the last five days. So that's why my contract, uh, the $16 contract, probably is now doing fine because it had that big boom, boom. Um, oh, man, it just logged me out. Gosh darn it. Um, I hate it when it does that. just logs you out because... Um, you weren't doing anything for too long. <coughs> you timed out. Um, um, all right. So uh, that's the consolidation period uh, is when um, my contract probably on Friday made approximately 7% because they were like, oh, you're screwed now, baby. Paramount is on the rise. And uh, I mean, you know what? I mean, I think it's a really great opportunity. But then looking at it, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I got to figure out a way to kind of get out of this position because Paramount's kind of blowing me. Um, and um, and that's this, this is another one where I'm talking about where instead of just taking a where am I at on my losses? 1400 approximately a $1,400 loss. There's no need to just take a $1,400 loss, right? So I got this, I got the underlying at $15.90, currently at $14.21. That's, um, what's that, a loss per share of, I don't know, $1.70, um, 70 per share. Uh, so I guess that, you know, you put do the math. Uh, so I'm down approximately $1,400. So instead of just giving up and just being like, all right, I'll just take the $1,400 loss and just go try to trade something else and get the $1,400 back, well, that'd be great and all, but I'm also not building strategies. I'm not building plans. I'm not building exit strategies. I'm not building grit. I'm not building character. You know, so screw that. All right, let's figure out how we can get this fourteen hundred back. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm doing is I'm selling contracts. Now these contracts take time. They take like seven days. Now for most traders, seven days ain't shit. Cause what? You're gonna be trading this thing for six years, nineteen years, not even paying attention to it. When you're broke and you don't have any money and everybody's trying to take all your money from you and everything, I I just have to do what I have to do to try to make a couple bucks. So even if I just make $10 in, how many days do I got till December 22nd? Let me see, the $16 one. Um, I have uh, December 22nd. I have 
27 days left. So, and I'm going to make $10 in 27 days. So people would say, that ain't shit. $10, 27 days. For me, that's 37 cents a day, right? And I have a theta. Theta is time decay. Just basically the contract, the longer uh, you hold the contract, the more it loses money. So, and that's, it works kind of against the buyer of the contract. Not some, it works in the favor of the seller of the contract. So let me go ahead and add my theta real quick. I thought I already had it up there. I'm like, where's my delta and everything? Everything's just out of whack. You know what I'm saying? Everything just gets out of whack when you start trying to podcast. All right, let me see my theta on that $16 one. The theta is 98 cents. So the longer this person holds the contract, they're going to lose a dollar a day. So pretty much after like 10 days, this person just knows that, you know, your contract is worth some shit unless your Delta, uh, they got the Delta is 20. So the Delta is basically, I don't know how to describe it, but it's basically like the probability of this contract going in the money. It's not necessarily true. It's actually something else. It's something like this contract, if the volatility or the price of the uh, the underlying goes up like a dollar, how much this should go up something like that but then i guess people use that and have kind of noticed that it's a good indicator for if this contract is going to end up in the money so as a seller i don't want this contract to end up in the money i want it to end up at the money or below so right now it's at a delta of 20 which is pretty good considering that if we let's just say you flipped a coin you know um a hundred times how many times that this will end up in the money. You know what I'm saying? So out of a hundred times, there's about a 20% chance that this will end up in the money, which in my personal opinion is pretty good. That's one out of five times that this will end up in the money. Uh, 20 out of, uh, what, a hundred times. So that's pretty good for me. Uh, the Delta is about a dollar. So that's good for me. They're going to be losing a dollar. So after like 10 days, I pretty much should have the full amount of this contract and I don't even have to hold on to it for the last 17 days. Probably would just go ahead and try to buy it back. I could actually put in my order right now. I'll say I'll buy this contract back at if I can if I can make $10 in 27 days, then I'll try to make $5 in you know, what's 27 divided by 2? What's that like 13 1450 or something? 27 divided by 2, 1350. So, if I can make um, you know, $5 in 13 days, I'm going to go ahead and put that in real quick. Um, in 10 days, it'll be December, uh, 5th, something like that fourth. So I'm going to go ahead and put in a good to close on that $16 one. I'm going to create the closing order and I'm going to buy at, um, $5. Actually, I'm going to do $4 cause I got commissions and fees and whatnot. So if this thing goes to $4, um, good till close, and where I want to set the date. Where's, and see, when I do this stuff by myself, I, I, I never have these issues. But when I try to podcast it, um, whatever, good till close. I'm just going to leave it. Didn't even ask me for a date. Oh, probably because it's Saturday. I don't know. Uh, so I went ahead and put that in. So if it hits $4 before 
I'm going to, I'm going to set the date, uh, probably on Monday on uh, the next 10 days, then I'll, I'm good with getting rid of it. And then if it doesn't, then I'll just probably hold it till it's worthless. And hopefully Paramount doesn't have another day where it shoots up. Well, actually it doesn't matter to me if it does shoot up, I still have the underlying, you know what I'm saying? So I just end up having to buy the contract, which I probably would just roll it. Um, but if not, I'll just keep my eye on it. And then we got the other ones, the 1750, and the other one is a 20. The 1750 expires on December 29th, and the 20 strike price 20 expires on March 15th, 2024. Um, and then hopefully either I'll just have premiums um, or uh, I'll be out of Paramount, and hopefully I should be out at a gain um, and then close that position and be like, ah, finally, it's over. You know, and then that's when, you see, you know, Paramount shoots up to a hundred dollars. Let's see, let's look at Paramount over the last like ten years. And I'm in Global B. I'm not even, uh, the voting rights. I don't have. I don't have any. So let me look at Paramount over the last ten years. So it's hit a hundred and and approximately a hundred and two dollars. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like it can't. I mean, seriously, if you think about the last, let me see, five years. Let me do three. Yeah, it hit a hundred, a hundred and approximately hundred and two, March of what is that? Twenty twenty two. Do I got that correct? No, what's the date? Gosh darn it! Yeah, like March of twenty. No, March of twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. It hit one hundred and two. So it's it's very possible. Let's say even it doesn't reach the hundred part. Let's just take it from being down to $10 at one point. Uh, what is that? October, November of 2023. Um, well, okay. So that's now. Uh, being at that low point and then from here, let me, let me do this Fibonacci real quick. I got to, I got to brush up on some other ones as well. I think I was looking at something like, I don't know. I got to look at some other ones. So, um, since this has went down. I'm going to start from the 100 and approximately 102 and go down to the 10. And what does this show? It's, oh, this is showing me neutral uh, as well. Um, so even if it goes up to, I mean, 54, I mean, that's still amazing. So I don't know if I'm going to get out of Paramount because this thing, even if it hits, I mean, right now you get it at 15. I mean, you could double bag your money if it hits 30. And let me see where 30 is. 30 is in the 90 percentile, meaning that it's 90 percent more likely to end up around. Where is it at? Around three dollars to forty dollars. It's 90 percent to end up there. So it's not too far to be hit at 30. So I'll just probably keep selling contracts on this for a while until like Paramount just, I don't know, becomes racist. I mean, I know they have this issue with. um Terrence Howard going on. Terrence Howard said he's going to sue them for uh, hustle and flow because they they didn't give him, I guess, some. Um, here, give me one moment. I'll get ready to pull it up real quick. Um, Terrence Howard. Paramount. Um, I'm gonna try to find a short because I want to keep it short. Um, 
So, you know, as long as, you know, we can keep, you know, stuff like that out of the news, uh, we should be pretty good with Paramount. Uh, I'm sure they could get that figured out. Um, so let me check something else real quick. Um, all right, I'm just going to spend the last couple minutes uh, before I shut it all down. Y'all mind uh, just holding down just a little bit, please? Okay. Thank you. Uh, another one I'm looking at is JetBlue. Um, actually, where's my phone? Can you, you mind getting it for me, please? Uh, since, please, yeah, so, um, JetBlue, um, trading at approximately four dollars and twenty-five cents. Got the cost basis at seven dollars and seventy-six cents. Uh, sold a contract at five dollars and fifty cents. That's the strike price for December fifteenth. Uh, currently, I am down. What's my percentage? Uh, approximately 4%, uh, 3.7%. So it's not too bad. Uh, that premium is a f approximately $5 premium. So again, if I can make $5 and I have about 20 days on that, if I can make $3 in you know, 10 days, I'll take that and close the contract down and then go sell another one. Um, or, or even just roll it. Thank you so much, um, Ra. I appreciate that. I just just want to make okay, sure, Bobby, just in case. Um, catch. Oh yeah, I forgot. We we'll were playing catch, but don't catch. And look, there. there it goes right there. Um, just had a couple people that are trying to help me out. Hello. Hey, I'm doing good. Can you give me just one second, please? Just one second. Um. All right, well, I got to get ready to go. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick with your mans. I appreciate it. Uh, Y'all want to say peace out? Peace out! Peace out. All right, that's Raw. That's, uh, what's your names? Run to the page. To the top. <laughs> All right, I'm Chan Man. I'm Chan Man and. And this is Chandler. What? No. What is this? Chandler. Uh, this is ho uh, House of Bar. This is House of Bar. Bye bye. Everybody throw up. <laughs> I am thrilled to introduce you to an exciting new storybook journey that I believe will capture your imagination. Allow me to present Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure, a compelling short story that promises to transport you to a world of interest, excitement, and learning. The title of the book is Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure by Chandler Hayes. In a world of colorful imagination and captivating stories, a new children's book has emerged to empower our young minds with crucial life lessons, life skills, and financial literacy. Langston Mangston's Kulamate Stand Adventure is a cheering short story written by a talented black author who understands the importance of equipping our youth in the early stages of life with the tools they need to navigate the realm of money, savings, and smart choices. Meet Langston Mangston and his imaginary best friend, Zonky, a pink elephant, 
Two curious souls who embark on an adventure around the vibrant landscape of Wichita, Kansas, where Langston Minkson sets out to accomplish multiple goals and is met with obstacles that he must overcome. Langston Minkson and Zonke discover valuable lessons of talking about finances in the home in order to gain knowledge. Langston Minkson, with a little bit of confidence, the guidance of supportive parents, the help of community members like Mr. Tiller, and his imaginary best friend Zonke, Langston Mengston learns about the value of money and how to save, the importance of making thoughtful spending decisions, the significance of thinking outside the box when met with challenges with money and the joys of sharing with others. Through relatable experiences and emerging and, and engaging storytelling, young readers are introduced to the fundamental concepts of money, such as earning, saving, and spending responsibly. Langston Mengson set savings goals, teaching children the importance of planning for future needs and dreams. The book celebrates diversity and the different perspectives on money, shedding light on its role in different people's lives. The characters' interactions emphasize the joys of serving others, the gift of sharing, and making a positive impact in their community. The pages of Langston Mengson's Coolamated Stand Adventure come to life with vibrant illustrations. The colorful and imaginative visuals not only captivate young readers, but also enhance their understanding of complex financial concepts. Langston Mengson's Coolamate Stand Adventure is coming soon to bookstairs and online realtors. It is a must-have addition to any child's library, fostering essential life skills while sparking the joy of reading. Empower the young minds in your life with the gift of financial literacy and imagination. Join Langston Mengson, Zonke, family, and friends on their extraordinary journey of running a drink stand to set them on the path of a brighter future. Your opinion means a great deal to me. I would be honored if you would consider exploring Langston Mengson's Coolamade Stand Adventure and sharing your thoughts. Your feedback could play an invaluable role in shaping the future of this project. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to discuss the book further, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Your support in spreading the word about Langston Mengson's Coolamade Stand Adventure would mean the world to me, and I deeply appreciate your consideration. I am a passionate advocate for financial literacy. Me, um, Chandler Hayes, um, and, and am excited to join the community of storytellers with a background in finances, I am driven to inspire children to embark on their own adventures of learning and discovery through the power of literature. Langston Mengson's Coolamay Stand Adventure is a heartfelt endeavor to promote financial literacy in a fun and accessible way. As a black author, I'm committed to providing children of all backgrounds with the tools for success, and I am proud to contribute to a more financially informed generation. Thank you for taking the time to explore this advertisement. And I look forward to the possibility of sharing this extraordinary literature adventure with you. Please feel free to contact me. Uh, You can reach me at the email c287gph at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Warmest regards. Have a great day. God bless.